0: Hey, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to Better Out Loud the podcast that gives voice to real humans and their very real stories about fostering intentional relationships. I'm your totally down-to-earth host and best friend enthusiast, Kylie. I'm wildly inspired by my own irreplaceable relationships, my obsession with creativity, and yes, years of Gilmore Girls reruns, but more than anything, by my relationship with my late best friend, Abby. I'm so grateful you're joining us. Let's jump right in for this week's episode and get you ready to love fearlessly better every single day. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode one of Better Out Loud. Woo! (laughs) Um, So, usually, for all those who are subscribed and going to listen pretty regularly, I will actually be the interviewer who has the opportunity to introduce you to a new guest each week. But... For this very special first episode, I'm actually going to be the interviewee to set up the rest of the show. And part of this comes from my own personal philosophy, which is not to ask anyone to do something I wouldn't do myself. So yeah, I actually feel a little nervous, got some wine in my hand, (laughs) Um, but I honestly think there's no better way to model vulnerability than to sit in the hot seat myself and share a little bit about my story. Um, But the best part about that is that I get to introduce all of you to one of my very best friends in the world who has very generously offered to interview me. So without further ado, I would love to welcome today's guest interviewer, Ellie. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I really want like some dramatic intro music (laughs) eventually. Um, So Ellie, thank you so much for joining for this first episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, To start, I think it would be great if you could tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. So, family hometown where you're living and a little bit about what you're up to these days and I know that's weird because I know all these things (laughs) about you but you certainly do
1: (laughs) hi everyone I'm Ellie um family interesting well my family family I am originally from Boston Massachusetts North Shore area um, What's your hometown called? Yeah, I was nervous. Should I say that? Yeah. Should I not say that? We don't know. There could be other We don't New know years. where <laughs> listeners are from. Um, Marblehead. Shout out to all the Marblehead people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, my like family unit, mom, dad, older sister, older brother. So I'm the baby of the fam. Uh, but my other family is all my friends, who we'll talk more about, I'm sure, mm-hmm. over this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but most of my family my friend family comes from james madison where i went to school um anyways currently living in dc and working at the university of maryland go terps go terps (laughs) new jobs trying to figure it all out um but yeah i live in dc i live in bloomingdale i don't know how specific i should get here that's that's as much as i'll say but i'm living in bloomingdale (laughs) and how long have you been in dc oh good question I want to say five years Mm -hmm. maybe six I think you would know I think it's five five or six yeah I love it here (laughs) moral Um, of the
0: story shout out to DC (laughs) yes we
1: love it (laughs) Um, well thank
0: you again so much for being on the show and Mm -hmm. I know this is a funny question because it's kind of a trick question (laughs) Um, but what made you interested I would say in accepting my invitation mm. to be on the very first episode of our new Better Out Loud
1: podcast. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a good question. Um, let's see. When Kylie asked, and you didn't really ask; you really just explained, kind of like generally <laughs> how mm-hmm. this would go down. There was no way to say no. <laughs> um, but knowing what I know about you, mm, yeah. knowing what I know about this podcast. I guess it was more of an honor oh no we're we're gonna start the tears too soon um it was more of an honor and I felt like I understood why you asked me not in a um pat myself on the back way but more of of I understood why you would want me to play this role Mm -hmm. as you're being vulnerable um I feel like I have enough background knowledge about what we'll be talking about here that um yeah, I feel like I could be, hopefully you guys will let us know if I'm the right person <laughs> Tweet to the show yeah. no, I'll it later. <laughs> To to be um to be doing this with you. And I look forward to yeah, what happens next on this show and playing a different role potentially. Mm-hmm. But I like um yeah, it's an honor to play this role. So I didn't really have to be interested it was already like <laughs> it was it was set out there for me <laughs>
0: unfortunately um on the next episode people will hear Lauren will say the same really thing. <laughs> oh my gosh maybe
1: that'll be a theme everyone will say that
0: people are so <laughs> nice and like I just did it <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't have a choice Kylie just gave that look yeah.
0: <laughs> but I do appreciate it and people don't know you yet but they're about to so I mm-hmm. think it'll make even more sense mm-hmm. um so Part of the inspiration for my show for everyone who's new, um, and you will be because it's episode one, mm-hmm. is um, talking about my own relationships first. And the hope eventually is to start talking to people who I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that more as we get into the show. But for now, I'm definitely going to start with my own people and a lot of the relationships that have impacted my life. And so um, I wanted to give the listeners a quick backstory on us, how we met and a little bit about our friendship so they can understand a little bit more about why Ellie is the person for this first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I did have to write this down <laughs> because you otherwise yeah so it's dangerous to put me behind the microphone to talk about ellie but for the sake of time i will try to thoughtfully summarize our relationship mm. um so ellie and i went to undergraduate together go dukes go James dukes madison university and um we had a lot of mutual friends and overlapping circles but we were never actually i don't know, friends yeah. so to speak um until the end <clears throat> and even then so we had a couple classes together and <laughs> we took psychology of leadership mm-hmm. um what was the professor's name evans, professor evans? evans. shout out to professor evans mm-hmm. um and we did a book report on jane goodall which i know that you recently had to ask <laughs> nick <laughs> who was um but there's no other way to wrap up senior year than that is how I felt. And I was like a person that I knew I finally got to have a chance to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I would say that's where friendship seeds were planted. Um, but it wasn't until after college we both worked as admissions counselors for the school um, where those seeds
1: were watered. And as I'm describing <laughs> it, I'm thinking, dare I say, doused in miracle <laughs> grow? <laughs> truly, truly. That was a quick... We we um sprout up pretty quick.
0: I know someone recently asked me about it, one of your friends, and I was like, Yeah, it was kinda instant. Mm-hmm. Um but we traveled a lot as part of our job, so we both were recruiters in the Northeast. You were in
1: New Jersey. New Jersey and I
0: was in uh New York. But one of the things we joke about that was like good and bad I think was yeah. we spent a lot of time alone with our thoughts yes in hotel rooms <laughs> in the dark um there were some painful breakups along the way mm-hmm. I think that we both navigated that year mm-hmm. um and learned a lot about I think ourselves and each other mm-hmm. um so I can speak for me and say Ellie became one of my best friends um and biggest grounding forces during a pretty transitional time in life sure um postgrad is messy shout out to all of you who are navigating postgrad mm-hmm. um But it was was a friendship filled with running, Chipotle and guac on our bonus days, um, and lifelong talks that would ultimately guide me to a stronger version of myself. So at some point, I think I just decided this was one of my sisters for life. I'm here. (laughs) Shout out to you. (laughs) Um, So we'll definitely get into it a little bit more with the subject at hand. But Ellie has always represented the epitome of friendship to me. Mm -hmm. And when I think about some of the most trying and joyful parts of the last six or seven years, uh, she's been in the trenches with me. Um, and I surprisingly feel nervous to be interviewed myself in a way, but any if anyone was going to guide me through it, I'm not surprised that it would be Ellie. Mm-hmm. So it does bring us to the topic of the day, which is about the origin story and inspiration behind Making Better Out Loud. So I'm going to turn over the hosting hat <laughs> to turn
1: Ellie. Turn it over. <laughs> turn it over, baby. And we'll get started. Okay. Let's jump in. <laughs> Um, So to start we are going to discuss a relationship or multiple um, but in this case I think we're going to discuss one relationship um, that people or you have had um, very intentional relationships with and what it's meant to be intentional. Um, We get to learn a little bit more about people and their humans um, as well as how we nurture those relationships so Mm -hmm. that's what we'll be doing today. So specifically, Kylie, we want to learn a little bit more about your story and your relationship with one of your best friends, Abby. And for the audience who does not know Abby yet, um, could you share a little bit about that relationship that you all had?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So a little about me, I would say it makes sense to know that I grew up as a military Mm -hmm. kid and moved around a lot. And so people have commented, like, I have a lot of different friends from different parts of the, you know, parts of life, parts of the world, whatever. But I think a lot of that came from moving around a lot. Um, Virginia is a place I consider like my home base because I lived there a couple times. I lived there in elementary school and then I moved away. I lived in North Carolina and then I moved back to Virginia. Then I moved away and lived in Guam long story, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, well, or Navy, so short story, and then moved back to Virginia. Um, Smithfield. Yeah, shout out, out to Smithfield, Virginia, home of... The pigs. The, the pigs and the world's largest ham biscuit is actually <laughs> oh, what we're what known for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of all the things that Smithfield has given me in life, one of the best was one of my best friends, Abby. Um, and so it's funny. I don't even know. I don't know if you know this, or maybe you do, but two of my childhood best friends... When I moved to Guam, it was my sophomore year of high school. And apparently there was a new girl that moved to town while I was gone. And she became very good friends with two of my childhood best friends, Courtney and Cecily. And they you know reaching out to me when I'm you know halfway across the world they were mm-hmm. like we met this really cool person I think mm-hmm. you would really like her you know no of I don't know like, this Abby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and don't uh, steal my best friends <laughs> exactly <laughs> at that point I'm like these are my best friends yeah. like, who's this cool girl you know I'm yeah. slightly insecure 16 year old or whatever mm-hmm. um, and when I lived in Guam I actually didn't know at the time that I would move back to Smithfield one last time um, that kind of my mom has like a chronic illness and so we ended up having to come back closer but so at the the time, I mean, in theory, I would have never even come back and maybe never even met Abby. So it's interesting to think about. Um, But when I came back, I came back my junior year of high school, which was her senior year. And we instantly became best friends and mm-hmm. it's so funny because Courtney and Cecily now joke and they're like she was our friend first oh. <laughs> um, but we had I think we me and Courtney and Abby we were all in AP calculus together shout out if there's any high schoolers out there yeah you can do it <laughs> you'll make it through yeah. Um, but yeah and so I we became really close and uh, well I would say I wouldn't say that actually I take that back I would mm. say we knew we got along really well and we liked each other but As often as I made new friends, I think I didn't know much about... You know, she was a senior. I thought she was cool. But we didn't... You know, we hang out a bit. But even at that point, she was like... Her and Courtney were soccer girlfriends. And they did a lot Mm. of stuff together. um, But we ended up realizing we lived near each other and because i lived in guam i didn't have my driver's license it was a it was a whole thing so i was late to the driving thing i didn't have a parking pass so we actually became buds because she would give me rides to school Mm. so the last her last semester of high school she would give me rides to school and she had this awesome blue punch buggy mm. that we named Ringo Star <laughs> after one of the Beatles um, and so I felt so cool I mean mm-hmm. senior
1: driving me to school and every you were day. A, jun- a, <laughs> junior a junior at this yeah. time okay uh-huh. um, yeah. Uh, yeah nothing beats like a senior <laughs> driving you to school every day <laughs> I know
0: um, but so it's interesting though when I think back about that because yes we got along well and we have a lot of anecdotes you know from high school or whatever but mm-hmm. um, it was actually the last day of school Mm, or the last week of classes and I don't know how your high school worked, but for us, if you had like an A or B in the class, you didn't necessarily have to take finals. Um. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I do not know about you, but well, I was like an extreme nerd. And so I did not have to go to school, but I really wanted to get my yearbook signed. Of by, course you like, did. <laughs> and so, you know, Abby and I, neither of us needed to go to school or whatever but I wanted to get my yearbook signed so it's like come on let's go to school whatever Mm -hmm. so we had this little ritual you know I would like bring her a banana or something you know getting ready for school whatever um but it was weird because she didn't come she was really late and we had cell phones um
1: but Abby then. was like,
0: yeah, but she was like, no, nah. I don't know. She didn't text back off and like, you know, she was always present. So it wasn't strange that she didn't reply, mm-hmm. but I just, she was like really late picking me up. And in that moment I was annoyed. I was like, oh, she probably overslept. She knows we don't have to go to school, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go back inside. I watched the OC <laughs> because that's Good. what I was doing. As you should. My As you should. Um, but then it was weird. I don't know if you remember this from cell phones, but someone forwarded, it was like a, I got a text that was like forward, 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 forward. It's a picture message. Um, and it was. Abby's car and someone was like I think Abby got into a car accident Mm. and that was scary for a thousand reasons Mm -hmm. um and I did have my license at this point but I just didn't have a parking pass so I'd like jump in the car and I immediately go like our route um and there's cop cars everywhere you know I mean in long story turned (laughs) whatever shorter I guess yeah she had been in an accident yeah um and I remember like little things this stands out to me even to this day I remember the police officer asked like are you family or friend and I knew that this was going to be a barrier choose? for me. Yeah, I choose? Like, I, in my heart, I was like, this is like, I, what? tell me where she is. Like, yeah. what's, what's yeah. the question? You know, but and of course, like for the rest of my life, she'll be family. Yeah. And even in that moment, I was like, I'm someone who deserves to know where she is. Right. <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah. How can you answer that at that time? Yeah. It's like, I know what you need me to say, but I might not biologically be able to say that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So, of course, there's like a thousand details I could get into, but, you know, ultimately I go to the hospital and um, she, yeah, she hadn't been wearing her seatbelt. She'd overcorrected. She'd flown out of the car um, and it was bad. It was, mm-hmm. it was scary, especially, you know, I don't know at this point in life, like if you had known anyone like, you know, going through car accidents or anything, mm-hmm. you, I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's scary for a lot of reasons. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I just remember being in the hospital a lot with her and not knowing if she'd be okay. And then, and eventually she was right. But she, you know, but she, there
1: was a period where you weren't sure. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: it's scary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I still have this vivid memory of her mom coming out into the lobby. We were all, you know, a bunch of friends from school, like, all out there. And she, like, yells at us to, like, always wear our seatbelts. And, like, yeah. those moments are burned in yeah. my mind forever, you know. And, of course, I felt a lot of guilt at the time. She was coming to pick me up on a day we didn't need to go to school. So, like, that's always – that was always infused mm. in my mind for a long time, you know. Mm. And, of course, we talked about it later. And,
1: you know, she And what told was, me I was the weird. joke? What was the joke with the banana peel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> when she was late to pick me up,
0: I texted her, like – I have two bananas, like, hurry up, whatever. Come and then, get it. Like, like, as though that were enticing. And then when she didn't come, I was like, I'm going to eat your banana. Like, like <laughs> F this, basically. You know, as though that mattered at all. And then, of course, I feel stupid later, like, you're going to get your phone and see this stupid yeah, text oh my about gosh. bananas. Delete, delete. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so do you feel like that was kind of the pivotal moment where you felt like this is one of my best friends like that friend are you friend are you family was that a moment where you were like oh she's so important to me or were there other moments I think it
0: struck me then but Mm -hmm. what's interesting is I think when we actually became what I would consider like when we became best friends it was kind of that summer she was like in recovery from surgeries Mm. and or I mean honestly I don't remember surgeries or a lot of stuff happened you know she was healing and I think I just went to her house almost every day we Mm -hmm. just spent a lot of time together by the pool like while she was healing whatever um Mm. and that's like you know quality i think i'll talk about it. But quality time is one of my love languages and i just spent the summer with her Mm -hmm. and she was healing and i knew i cared about her and i'm you know but it was it was scary to think i might have lost someone who was a new friend but a close friend Mm -hmm. and i think that summer we spent like the whole summer together you know and uh yeah, that means a lot to me. And it was right before she went to school and all this, like, big life transition stuff. Um, But that's definitely, I think, when we became what I would consider best friends.
1: Yeah. 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 And as you kind of think about um, this podcast and Better by the Letter and Better Out Loud, how does that connect to your relationship? I know we'll get more into your exact relationship with Abby, but how does that... um, you know, speak to how you created this idea. Yeah. Um,
0: so it's funny. So better by letter is like my larger creative platform, so to speak. And it started on my own. I started Etsy shop. I was trying to raise money to like study abroad in grad school or something. So it started as just like a craft project. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the last year I've like kind of revamped it with a new mission and a lot of it was inspired by me and Abby's relationship. So, um, you know fast forward a lot of years uh friendship and uh ups and downs i know we'll kind of talk about a little bit more mm-hmm. um two years ago in uh 2017 oh my god maybe 20 yeah mm. what yeah 2017 uh i was diagnosed with cancer um mm-hmm. and that was a tough i mean Tough for a thousand reasons. Mm-hmm. But one of the main things that was tough about it was I had just moved back. So I was away. I lived in Illinois working there for a while. And the week I came back, I started a new job in Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember mm-hmm. getting the call. At the Starbucks. Yeah, at mm-hmm. the Starbucks. Ellie knows. I literally dropped my coffee on the floor mm-hmm. and like, you know, epic like fall to my knees kind of thing. I just, yeah. I, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things Abby and I talked about a lot was – um when she got in her accident it felt like a second chance it felt like it wasn't time for mm-hmm. her to go yet and a lot of that stuff kind of came back up finding out she was sick mm-hmm. and you know of course when you when you first find out that someone is diagnosed or has cancer you don't find out the diagnosis right away you don't necessarily you know so there were waves of all that stuff mm-hmm. but when you find out someone's sick your world shatters mm-hmm. you know and she had just gotten married six months before yep. I mean a lot a lot of things that Major life milestones, very special relationship that we continue to have throughout being at different colleges, um, but always coming back to each other. So the, the she was sick for two years. She fought, you know, beautifully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in December of 2018, we lost her uh, to cancer. And, uh, you know, it's still hard to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, she just has become such an integral part of my life for a thousand reasons before she even got sick. Yeah. You know, and I actually think that's why it's such a big deal for so many reasons. Um, But when she was sick, her and her dad started a blog. It's called Two Flounders. It's still active. If you ever want to read more about the story, please do. um, (laughs) Please do people. (laughs) Yeah. It's wonderful. And they asked me to be a guest writer a couple of times. And that's when the inspiration came for this second wave of me trying to figure out, you know, I've always considered myself creative. I love a lot of different, you know, Mm -hmm. creative projects, crafting, writing. I love all that stuff. Um, But she's really good at it, too. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But when I was writing, a lot of people reached out to me about me and Abby's friendship. Some were people I was close with, people I grew up with, and some were people I did not know at all. And it was interesting to me for a couple of reasons, because people would say interesting things like, you know, your relationship. Is not like anything I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I love Abby and she's one of my best friends, but I actually have multiple, like, beautiful, yeah. <laughs> nourishing relationships. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, y'all, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it surprised me that someone would say they didn't have sure. someone like that or whatever. Um, other people reached out and it was beautiful. And still, I mean, literally, it's been almost a year. And I just got a message two weeks ago from someone I went to high school with who said, you know, I, when I read, along with your with Abby's story mm-hmm. with your stories like it really changed the way I wanted to show up. Um, you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband like I don't know those things are really sweet to me mm-hmm. to just to just know that just by telling our story in a way that other people could access yeah. it, um, people felt moved by it and yeah. to live in a different way. So that's you know the premise behind the platform is like to live better um, and the podcast being better out loud, I feel so strongly that there are a lot of stories that people, could really benefit from hearing and while I'm talking about myself and Abby in this what I'm excited about is like the rest of the show will be about a lot of the really thoughtful relationships of of all kinds you know like a daughter and a granddaughter you know someone someone who's a parent um Mm. you know romantic partners and relationships a group of best friends like it can look a lot of different ways and the point is that relationships nourish us in one way or another Mm -hmm. so you know at first I wanted to do a blog again but that kind of felt more special to Abby and what she wanted to do with her dad right and I think that was their thing in a way and I Mm -hmm. felt honored to write for it some sure Um, but when it came time to like what's my platform what's my outlet what do I want to do I realized I wanted to interview people and so I was going to interview people and type it all up you know
1: but I was like Wait, I can't. That's not can yes. Yeah. I would rather people hear from and my people. You're so good at talking to people too. Can't <laughs> wait you. till they see that. I hope, yeah. Hear that.
0: Yeah. So that that's kind of the inspiration behind. So. Well, I was just yeah. gonna
1: say this is a perfect segue <laughs> because I want to move us to towards kind of talking about how we allow others to pour into us. We talked a lot mm-hmm. about relationships, intentional relationships, how we allow people to love us and pour into us and how we pour into other people um and I want to highlight some examples that I know you and Abby shared for sure Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: so my question to you and I'd love for you to reference what you were just speaking about Mm on um (laughs) on two flounders Kylie had a wonderful um what's the word a guest thank post. you yeah. she had a guest post um <laughs> called kylie day which if you haven't heard about you should definitely go on to flanders and read about um she'll tell us more about it but um i think that very much highlights how you prefer to receive love but mm-hmm. the question here is <laughs> if we could back up <laughs> could you describe how you prefer to receive love and how did kylie day kind of encompass that
0: yeah I think the easiest way to describe how I love, how I receive love is quality time is actually the thing. I love, love, love spending time with people. And it's funny because that's, I guess, what I was talking about um like Abby and I's friendship was like we Mm -hmm. sat around by the pool all day in the summer you know Mm -hmm. I think like her mom still jokes like I helped her clean her room a lot like I mean just random you know random stuff and
1: time yeah and honestly not to interject but you and I I mean (laughs) one of the reasons we got so close was because we were working together we were living Mm -hmm. together we woke up every day (laughs) and we're like okay do you want to go to the gym do you want to go to work I mean we really had that quality time too Mm -hmm. and it means a lot to me quality time you know is like
0: it's not well sometimes it's literally just physically being together Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's I appreciate the care I appreciate when people are interested I always make this joke about you but like you know when I talk about people who care so you know i'll always say like ellie's the kind of person who'll ask you what you had for lunch and actually want to know <laughs> be
1: curious i mean i love to know that type I, of stuff
0: i know but you know but i think it says something about like i'm literally so invested in you that i am so curious <laughs> <laughs> you know how was your day would you for lunch like yeah. i know you love fried eggs <laughs> Like, did you know, get what? some today <laughs> yeah. um but all that to say i think for me it's like I really receive love well when people dedicate time to spend with me. And that can be like a phone call. That can be, you know, like Mm. carved out time together. Um, And like by nature of knowing what's special to me or like knowing what is so important to me that you show that Mm -hmm. in the time that we're together. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily about gifts. It's not necessarily about... um, I, some of the other things you know but i think that that and the am to think of the other love language i, I mean acts of service which sure, i do I respond like well you, to yeah <laughs> i like help yeah words of affirmation yes that's true yeah. yeah and i actually used to be more of a words of affirmation person than i am now i think that the time actually speaks more to me mm. um Although I do still love mail and cards. Yeah, and we'll yeah, talk don't about get how you, wrong. you can write me a letter anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you brought up, I think, the one of the pivotal things that actually did inspire Better Out Loud more specifically was um, in, I guess it was a month before Abby died, um, she kept asking me, you know, when are you coming to visit again? Because I would go like every two or three weeks mm-hmm. to see her because we lived about three hours apart. Um, and then as she got, you know, more sick, I think it was more frequent, but she kept saying, I, you know, there's something I want to do with you. I just need one day. You know, you pick the day, whatever works with your work schedule. Um, and I really didn't know. And for context, a couple weeks before the date we picked, we picked November 7th, Mm -hmm. um, and late October, which is eerie because it's this time Mm -hmm. that we're recording now. Oh yeah. Mm Um, yeah was the start of when her health went really bad and uh, she was supposed to go on a trip to Boston and she ended up having to go to the hospital. And, um, after that she was, you know, in a wheelchair mostly, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when her eating declined, like a lot of the, a lot of the signs of nearing Mm -hmm. the end. And there's a lot of denial and things that I could speak to. Um, but it was hard because I knew she had been working on something for like a month. You know, she was working on something for me, so to speak. Um, but I knew that her health had significantly changed. So I kept saying, you know, like we, you know, I just love being with you, you know, and so please don't feel the need, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I really didn't know what she was doing. So of course you can. Yes. Like Ellie mentioned, you can look there's there's two blog posts that kind of outline it fully. But basically the morning of November 7th, they woke up to a card mm-hmm. from Abby and a little gift bag and some flowers. Mm-hmm. Um and the card, you know, you can read the full card. I'll link it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she basically said, I wanted to spend a day, you know, focused on you and celebrating you. She, you know, she shared a lot about our relationship and why I was important to her. And one of the things we talked about a lot, and this is really why it meant so much to me, was because as she was understanding her Sickness a little bit more, and the limitations of it. She started to feel really self conscious about the type of friend that she could be, and she kept mm. feeling like she couldn't do everything that she wanted to do. She couldn't be as good of a friend as she felt like I was being to her. It was this weird, mm. you know. Complex I did not have, yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, your time is our friendship, yeah. Period, yeah. But, but I couldn't dismiss the fact that that was important to her, you sure. know. So, um, it meant a lot to me. I knew that it meant a lot to her to be able to express that, and you know it was a very public story but I only helped make it public because it was like I wanted her to know how much it meant to me Mm -hmm. um but when I woke up you know she was like you know put on you know open this present and there's like a little dress inside Mm -hmm. um was like get dressed but like don't do your makeup or hair Mm -hmm. you know whatever um and so it was, like, a multi-series kind of adventure of, like, nothing that I knew. Um, and an added thing, you know, one of the sad things about, I think, where her health was at the time, she lost her voice. Yeah. But she, of course, in her own sinister way, was smirking, like, oh, no, my voice is out. Like, I can't tell you anything about this yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but she had the
1: whiteboard. She did. <laughs> she had
0: a whiteboard that she could use to communicate, and um, it was sweet. But so, you know, she... um her mom helped a lot with like moving us throughout the day, which mm-hmm. was which was sweet, you know, more than I could say. But the first stop was like hair and makeup. And i didn't really know what was going on but one of our running jokes was that we never really took pictures together we were you know quote unquote too busy having fun mm-hmm. um and so i thought you know oh my gosh she's we're gonna get friendship pictures like that's so sweet you know
1: yeah i know i mean i know but the <laughs> listeners are probably wondering like what was going through your mind <laughs> when you opened that card yeah. and you had the outfit mm-hmm. and i mean i remember i got a selfie in the mirror of you two, like. <laughs> Abby's brushing her teeth and you're like, Here we go. Cause we we knew like leading up to this November seventh, it's gonna be a big day. We don't know what it's gonna be, but mm-hmm. like what was going through your mind. I think I Abby is the kind of person who would make a big deal out of
0: anything. Mm. And it is something we had in common. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I you know, so like I knew I mean, I don't know, I just knew she'd been working out for a long time. So I was like, What the heck is I mean, it? Yeah, you know? I was like, and and I knew at the same time I knew it was, it was tough to swallow. I knew it was near the end of her life. I yeah. knew, I knew there was a reason she was pushing to do it. Mm-hmm. And so of course, as excited as I was about the day, I was also, I mean, a pit never left the bottom of my stomach. Sure. Like, is this the last big thing that we do? You know, I, yeah, it was complicated. Yeah. But I mean,
1: it, it was an exciting day for you. And I know it was also like a very emotional day for both of you. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. Yeah. But, of course, it gives me joy to see her excited to do something, still planning, mm-hmm. you know, still having the um, agency to plan mm-hmm. a secret day that I, you know, knew nothing about or sure. whatever. Um, but I really didn't know. We had, we had been uh, binge-watching uh sharp objects and oh my god I know it's so random I forgot about that <laughs> but it was funny because so the dress it was like this like white cotton dress or whatever mm-hmm. and I kept making jokes like is this about the little girl well spoiler I guess but <laughs> there's a scene it's been and, a while. <laughs> there's a scene in the closing ups <laughs> of like a girl in a white dress so of course I'm like is oh, this yeah. a funny you know nod to that I literally just She's didn't like, know. No yeah. Kylie, <laughs> no. <laughs> so we yeah so we go to her you know her favorite our favorite honestly makeup artist um who had done her wedding mm-hmm. and and we met like this new girl, and who did our hair, and it was so sweet, you know. But the there were so many nuggets, and like I said, I I feel like you could read about it if you want to hear like the yeah, full scope. Full story. Um, but all of a sudden, like a videographer showed up. All of a sudden, her wedding coordinator showed up. Like I was like, what's going? You know, I was yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah, like oh, this is a lot for friendship photos. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I remember, like I wrote about this, but then I remember while we were getting our makeup done, like. At one point, the the hairstylist, who was someone I didn't know at the time, when she was talking to me about like styles, she was like, "Well, do you have like a wedding board or something like on Pinterest, you know, for like inspo of like updos or something?" And I was like, "Kind of," but you know, at that point, I hadn't been in a serious relationship for a while, so yeah, I was like I I'm don't like, even know don't what's in that so dusty that? folder. <laughs> we dust that off. Um, but I remember,
1: I, I, like, weird stuff was happening all morning, She and uh, I looked... You were still trying to figure out what yeah, the day really, like, yeah, quote-unquote, like, what the big yes aha was going to be. Yes.
0: And uh, I looked around the room, and I remember seeing... It's like I took it in for a second time. I saw, like, some head crowns, flower mm, crowns, mm-hmm. and uh, there were yellow daisies, and there was, like, white stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like like a wave of like processing right and yeah. i think and she saw me she saw me looking around she saw on processing and i saw like a little bouquet like of the same flowers whatever mm-hmm. and so i look at her and remember she can't talk, talk. and so she holds up the whiteboard and mm-hmm. it says your favorite and mine mm-hmm. and she yeah like yeah that da- was a moment <laughs> daisies are my favorite flower white stock is hers. hers i'm i'm remembering i heard the word bridal like i'm you know, I don't know. Like I'm moving into the motion yeah. probably. I look down, I'm wearing this like white, white. dress. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it kind of clicks um, that it has something to do with like, you know, one of the things we talked about was that she wouldn't be at my wedding, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she writes on the board, you know, I start to cry because I'm like, I don't, I still don't exactly know, but I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get what she's doing. And she writes milestones on her own timeline, mm-hmm. which is Something that we talked about before, mm-hmm. like, there are, you know, we just fixated for a while on all the things we would miss. Yeah. And she, in her last month, in her own Abby way, was like, I am still going to have this moment with you. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's so her. I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, it's so you. Yeah. Um, I mean, she took control of the situation, said whatever the world has in store, it doesn't matter because... I will be at, Kylie will be in this wedding dress (laughs) and I will be standing next to her no matter what you all say. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, our next stop, I ended up finding out, was <laughs> wedding dress shopping. Yeah. A nice strapless dress. Y'all can yeah. see that. If you I, go into Flanders, it's yeah. beautiful. So we, I think, yeah, right? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. So we pull up to the shopping strip, and it's like there's like a pizza place, a dentist, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm could, literally Could like, be doing anything. It could be pizza. You know, I love pizza. Thanks, girl. Yeah. Um, no, and it was a bridal shop, mm-hmm. and she took me wedding dress shopping, mm-hmm. which, of course it's like I don't even care about the wedding. Sorry to whoever my future yeah. partner is. Sorry <laughs> it, about that. It was like, yeah, I want to go wedding dress shopping with yeah, my best with friend. Her. And so we did, you know. And she – the sweetest photographer came. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like uh, I have these pictures. I have these moments. I have these memories. You know, I mm-hmm. just – yeah, we have this like old text. I didn't even know why we we're talking about it, but I remember I was making fun of her. She had these like little moccasin shoes um mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. she would wear like slippers kind of. Um and I remember saying, you know, her saying something. I must have said, you know if you're sometimes we'd have more of a talks basically. And I think I said something along the lines of, you know if you're not going to be there, I just feel like I'll have shoes beside me in your place. Yeah. And to lighten the mood, but also it was still hard. Yeah. She sent me a picture of her moccasins and she was like, can these please be the shoes? Yeah. And I, mean, I was like, absolutely. And you know, at the time I was like, jokes on you because you're going to have to wear those to my wedding. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we, you know, we <laughs> laughed and we cried a yeah. lot. You know, and of course now, like sometimes I still think like, my bridesmaids are gonna have to wear these moccasins. Sure, because- whatever you say, Sammy <laughs> yeah, link.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um,
0: but I, 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 think about some of that stuff. We just dabbled in and out of what was hard so much. But it was we would have those talks, and I think she knew. I think she knew. I don't care about. I mean, I'll care about my wedding. Mm-hmm. But we I have to speak for your future partner. <laughs> yeah. She'll care. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I just couldn't stop thinking about all the things I. Yeah. Yeah. She wouldn't be there for. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and that's I mean that could be true for anyone, and we always talked about that with cancer. It was like, in a way, we knew, or we thought about it more actively than, I mean, I know there are many ways that loss comes to be. I know that it can be sudden. I know that it can be unexpected, and and that's like a that's an entirely painful whirlwind. Mm-hmm. And I I think about that, and we always say, this is so awful, and we're lucky. Mm. Because we got recentered quickly mm. and we were very purposeful with all of the time yeah, so I think about that a lot but you know when I think so Kylie Day, that's what she called it, you know we ended up taking these beautiful friendship photos on the beach afterwards mm-hmm. and it was it was special for so many reasons um, but to me it was like I love thinking about the fact that you could just love someone that big mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think you talked about the, you know, you take control of the situation do whatever. And I, I'm so big on, I don't know. Yes, there are milestones, but you can make your own. And if you care for someone or someone's important to you, I think you have control a little bit over making special moments out of small things or things that don't currently exist. And uh, of co- yeah,
1: I just think love your people all the time. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue because, (laughs) I mean, we talked about, when we're talking about ways that Mm. you receive love. I think Abby really, um, she blew that up in the biggest way Mm -hmm. to to really show everyone the way that Kylie really loves to receive her love and, you know, in a special way that you and her are connected. And that was obviously a very important moment for both of you. Um, But on the flip side – I mean, and I know the answer to this, and it's it's kind of funny because I think you and Abby are are very similar mm-hmm. in some ways, but um, how do you feel like you prefer to give love to others? Mm-hmm. Let the audience know, and I'm sure <laughs> I can chime in with some examples of how you do this, but um, what's kind of the most natural way for you to express love to others? Yeah, I forgot you were going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, I spoke to, him, but I think there's two for me. Mm-hmm. One... The obvious one is quality time, and I know I can talk to that a lot. And then, but another one actually is um, acts of service. I really do like to be helpful and help people. And I think that showed up when Abby was sick, because all I could do was be there and help if I could. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in relation to Abby. But I think with people in general, my mo always is if something happens, I'm coming. If you want me to come, yeah, you know, yeah, I would love to sit with you, carry it with you. You know, and if that's not the thing that you need, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, which you've
1: seen people say that's yeah, not the thing yeah. they need, too. And yeah. sometimes it's
0: not, or not now, mm-hmm. um, then I move from there. And I, you know, I, I'm obsessed with like the five love languages, whatever. And mm-hmm. I know that part of it is knowing the person and how mm-hmm. they prefer to receive love. So it's most natural for me to say, hey, you know, I'm going to, I'll be there in three hours. Or yeah. I'll, you know, I'll, I think it's so easy for me to just be there. Yeah. Um, but it's also important to know who and what they need and the situation and stuff but um i know that that's like that is something and i also just love i love when people feel special
1: yeah well you're good at making people feel special (laughs) she loves doing this (laughs) I tr- I try. Sometimes I miss the mark. Honestly, sometimes I get so excited that, that I'm
0: like, "Where am I? Like, what have I been trying to do?"
1: Yeah, um, she makes glitter banners for everyone's birthday. I mean, she would go all out for everyone if she could every day. But was but honestly, something I've learned from a lot of the people in my life is like that is not always the what thing they yeah. want to receive. Yeah. So yeah. I'm still
0: learning. I would like to say we're all learning. <laughs> yes, but my my natural instinct is how do I make this a big big deal
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know but that comes with limitations. yeah
1: i mean i can speak from this standpoint you make people feel very special thank you um so in talking about kind of receiving love and giving love and and kind of reflecting on Abby and Kylie Day how this is an off script question okay. <laughs> um, how do you feel like since Abby has passed mm. you have been able to give love and receive love do you feel mm. like it's been the same or there's been kind of a process in mm. in that yeah that's a, such a good question mm.
0: if anything I think it amplified that I wanted to make sure I was doing things. Mm. You know, it's ebbed and flowed for me. I also am someone who loves, I guess I didn't say like words of affirmation. I love writing letters, writing cards, you know, um, or whatever. Yeah. And spending time with people, like all that stuff. I think time has been on my spirit more than anything. Mm. And so I have noticed if more than anything that I... I've zoomed out. Like I was someone who would bury myself in work a little bit or really loved putting my time and energy there. And I have I have become a totally different person, especially in the last year, year and a half. And it, I don't hesitate if it's someone's birthday, I want to be there. If it's yeah. a trip that I'm invited on, I want to go, you know, mm. forget money,
1: forget what, you know, whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: I, I think that everything that happened with Abby, I was like, within reason, I guess. I still take care of myself. Because um, sometimes that time that I say yes to is I hibernate for the weekend and I watch oh, yeah. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Gilmore Girls, um, shout yeah. out.
1: I'm sure, sure you'll hear more about that as the season goes on on this but, podcast. Yeah.
0: So I would say I, you know, I include myself in the quality time. But uh, yeah, I, I think if anything, I beefed up saying yes. If someone hmm. asked me, you know... Because when Abby was sick, I would say no a lot, to be honest. Um, and that was healthy. I think yes. she was my priority in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, but when someone says, it would mean a lot to me if you were there, I'd love for you if you could be there if you can – I have tried to say yes, mm. especially, you know, to my people, mm-hmm. you know, and I may say no to people who are a little bit outside of my circle. Some sure to, to carve out that space, yeah. but well, you need
1: that personal time too. Yeah. The, per- the self love time.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll add, I think I took an extra note of my family and I think I have Abby is someone who really helped me with what I would say is like a tough and healing relationship with, with my family mm-hmm. and, uh, she always encouraged me to work on it to heal you know Mm -hmm. and so I think I've really taken that to heart and they were some of the people who you know were negatively impacted in a way of like me not prioritizing our time together when I would go home you know I'd be 30 minutes away but I would be with Abby so I think that uh in terms of things that have changed after she died I know that I have tried to be more thoughtful about spending time with my family. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, that's important. that was important to me before. And I know that that was something that she really supported me in. Yeah. Um, but I would say that. And then I try to go back to who I was, you know, before Abby got sick and before I had basically tunnel vision. I loved sending people cards and mail. I loved thinking about people's birthdays. I loved, yeah. you know, I loved all that. And I lost some of it because I just didn't have the capacity. So I think I'm trying to get back to
1: holistically like who's Kylie yeah and how do I love people and one important piece you're missing I'm not surprised you didn't touch on this but receiving love (laughs) how has that changed at all for you I I don't even know how to answer in reflection I know that's a tough one do you feel like it's changed at all I feel like you're asking it because you know the answer no, I don't know the answer. Well, I know it's well, a tough question. Yeah. That's why I'm like, has yeah. your perspective on receiving love changed at all since Abby's past? Knowing that I know a lot of her like mantras and a lot of mm. her ways of looking at life has has stayed with you. Yeah. I
0: will say she was one of the only people I knew that just loved big It was almost like she was not afraid. I don't know, like if it wasn't reciprocal. I I don't even think she had the expectation of it to be reciprocal. I think she just loved big. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's hard for me sometimes to Mm -hmm. accept. But she just bulldozed her way into being like, I'm going to love you. And it's going to be this big, i.e. Kylie Day or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that the one thing that has stuck with me is to let people Love me the way they want to love me. Hmm. Carry things that they want to carry it with me. Um, you know, I I think that I've had some dark moments. I'm kind of angsty as a person. And hey, we all yeah, I all have those moments. But letting people just show up how they want to show up. You know, I think at times I didn't receive that as well. It was it's easier to do for others. Mm-hmm. For me, I think. And, and I, well, still, I know that. Yeah. So I'm like <clears throat> asking. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think I have tried to be open to someone cares about me in this way, and this is how they want to love me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, here we go. Yeah.
1: And I only partially ask this because I have a partner who's very similar to you in that way, mm-hmm. that like receiving love, you know, they, you love to give out the love, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's harder to accept and receive the love that's coming to you. So yeah. it's good to hear you talk about I- um, ways in which... <laughs> that's happening for you
0: and there's like self-work I've been in therapy for a while always yes but it is good to think about
1: yes Mm -hmm. yes we're all (laughs) working on ourselves one day at a time (laughs) um so we talk a lot about giving love to others and receiving love and things like that and and how amazing relationships can be and we've talked a lot about that with Abby and your relationship with her and I also want to acknowledge that all relationships whether it's romantic whether it's platonic whether it's friendships or family ships whatever it is um, they can be hard and <laughs> you can face some challenges there right mm-hmm. um, so Kylie in your experience what would you say are some of the challenges that you've had to navigate um, in some of your closest relationships you know when I think about the last couple of years I think actually about
0: how it was hard you know I just talked about how my thing is quality time right I love being there being present I think when Abby was sick I really could not nourish all my relationships the way that I would have liked to Mm. and I come from a world where people really understood that and so I don't think that I don't think that anyone held that against me but it was hard for me to grapple with I was missing things I was missing a lot of important Mm. moments or even some of my best friends got married And I feel like I was only kind of there. Right. I don't know. It's hard. You know, there are things where like, or if I was there, was I there or I just didn't, you know, I, I had a hard time being present. And, and again, I had to receive a lot of people checked in on me, you know, reached out to me, whatever. And I just, I couldn't be fully me because it was so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I think about that, like, and even beyond Abby, I know that something that happens to me a lot is that I'm stretched thin in my relationships. And so sometimes by nature of how we live, I'm pouring into one or two people more than the others. Um, mm. and, and that is what's hard for me. I want everyone to feel important. Mm. I think one strength that I have is I form these like very intimate relationships with people. I know them inside and out. I know their people, I know their family. They do the same thing for me. They know yeah, what I hate for lunch. <laughs> they care about me so much. And so I can feel when there's distance. And sometimes that's hard for people. And that, I mean, even Abby and I, our story, people are hearing about our story now in this way. There were times where we drifted apart. We went to different colleges in different states. Um, and what I would struggle with is like, how do I reconnect? How do I pull someone back in? or, Or even how do I say like on a simple level I miss you but like I miss how often we spoke how much we saw Mm -hmm. each other like how do I ask someone for more of like that quality time or that stuff that I want Mm -hmm. I struggle with that and Abby if she did she handled it well yeah there's like a couple of distinct memories that I have when we had like time apart a little bit and I hadn't seen her as much, you know, she started to stay at Ohio State in the summer to work. Like I just, you know, it was less frequent and proximity impacts your relationships.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um. So I just remember when we were in college, I think we had to navigate that some, but it was really after we graduated. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that she did was like, she, she, and, and her husband, John, at the time they were dating
1: shout Um, out to john i can't believe he hasn't come up yet i know that's actually huge shout yeah i think because it would be a huge tangent (laughs) whole episode about john
0: john one of my favorite humans in the world absolutely Um, i think you know when they moved in together they moved in together after college and they bought a house and uh they wanted to do something that was theirs and so that was the kind of thing about abby she like wanted to bring her people together and to put out an ask and say i want to spend time with my people and her birthday was at the end of december and so we usually saw each other then you know home for the holidays wanting to celebrate her birthday and so she was like what if we start this tradition of celebrating new year's eve yeah i don't think either of us had done anything consistently whatever um and it was special because it was like her and john we i we like affectionately nicknamed it jam john and abby and his name was Meyer. They weren't married yet, but maybe it was foreshadowing. <laughs> but, yeah, um, we call it jam. Um, yeah, and it became a tradition. But that's like, that is like the exact example of she wanted more time. She wanted yeah. something, and you know, and sorry, John, if like I- I'm sure you were part of this process as well. Yeah, but it just it stands. Abby gets to me. all the credit. <laughs> it stands out to me so distinctly that she would be like, yeah. I want to spend time with people let's do this thing
1: yeah so do you feel like specifically with your relationship with Abby that was one of the challenges you all faced was just like either the proximity or just generally like the quality time that you had knowing that I mean I'm fast forwarding or I'm rewinding to at that time when she her and John had bought a house where we, you still at JMU or was that when you were in Boone? Yeah. Or were you in everywhere,
0: <laughs> Everywhere. Where
1: were we? Yeah.
0: Well, so she graduated college a year before me. I think she would want me to say, I think she bought that house, you know, and she was like, yeah. this is what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, John very sweetly was like, I'm going to relocate from Ohio to Virginia to be with you. And so it was their home. And so I think I was finishing college, but I want to say our first New Year's was actually after I graduated. So I must have been, maybe it was our admissions year. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Yeah, it,
0: it really could have been. But I think, yeah, when you hear, you know, you heard the beginning of our story. You heard like we really became close because she gave me rides to school every day. We had classes together. We spent the whole summer together after her right. accident. So, someone who I was just used to seeing constantly, you know, then we navigated four years of being apart in college mm-hmm. and, well, and five really because I was still in school. So, I think it was hard that ebb and flow. You know mm-hmm. when you stop knowing the day to day of someone's life that you're used to knowing. Yeah. How it's like you know that this is a significantly important person to you, but how do you maintain it? Yeah. And college, I mean gosh, <laughs> what a hard time. So I do I th- I think that those are the ways that she took things back into her hands and said, "I You know, I want something that we can look forward to, that we can all do together. And I think about when I moved to Illinois. No, I would say Boone first. When we were in Boone, I was in grad school. I was, I did not come home much. It was a lot. Grad school is hard. And I remember being in my favorite coffee shop and she called me and she just said, I miss you. And, and I don't know, it was like this, it was a vulnerable place to say, I don't get to talk to you as much as I want to, but I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, and she was like, and she even actually addressed like she was like, I haven't come visit you. You know, and I was saying, well, I haven't come home. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very mutual. But it's not just you, yeah. Me. But I mean, but I think that's. Yeah, tr- I think that there are times where we sometimes we have shame around those things and we don't act. Yeah, you know, it's like, gosh, yes. I just haven't, I haven't seen you. I haven't that's done. Real, you're self conscious about it, but she would name it, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in this coffee shop, and she's like, I want it to be different and then she was like I'm gonna come visit you mm-hmm. and she
1: did mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, yeah I have a somewhat similar experience really I'm gonna shout out yeah please please do. I didn't it just came to my mind mm-hmm. but my only long distance best friend is my friend Amy mm-hmm. who you know Amy Finn Welch. you better be listening <laughs> um but her and I have been long distance since high school I mean yeah. that's hard I mean I guess that was you and Abby too she didn't go to no JMU so same thing but we've always been super low maintenance but I remember I think it was a year ago it was before Nick and I got engaged so it was like at least a it must have been a year ago but she just I think she had this moment where we were like we're not gonna see each other over the holidays we haven't seen each other in like over a year and she just said I'm buying a flight I'm coming to you the end and we just spent the weekend together and it was the most meaningful thing in the world that she Acknowledged, I haven't seen you in a while, and I want to make the effort to come mm-hmm. see you in your space, you know, with your people, and you know, just make that time for us to connect I mean we were able to connect over the phone but again to your thing about quality time I mean it's really just sometimes it's about being in the same place we watched what's that show Um, it was like a terrifying show that came out like around this time during Halloween (laughs) do you watch no I don't don't, so I probably don't even know what it is (laughs) shoot I'm not gonna be able to remember but it's some terrifying thing Amy will be able to tell us but we like half of the time we just watched that show but it was like just so nice to be together it didn't even matter where we were what we were doing it's like the haunted something (laughs) still someone please tell us what it is the haunted something (laughs) dang but anyways yeah to your piece about abby you were telling me something earlier this evening as we were kind of talking through what what tonight would look like about your time in illinois when she was taking um classes online and i feel like this is a good example of like a friendship challenge where she really like kind of was super authentic and vulnerable in this moment when you guys were feeling somewhat disconnected. I'll say it's the
0: gesture, and that's, you know, your Amy story is a really good example. It's like, it's the gesture, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, yeah, I think when I moved to Illinois, I was kind of in isolation. That was a tough time for me, but I was trying to be on my own, and she knew that, but again, it was like we had kind of grown apart a little. I think at that point, she... Had just gotten engaged or she was getting married that year, but we knew it would be hard because I I wouldn't be around much. But again, I guess the point is at one point she just said, I think she was like, I'm kind of worried about you. We're not talking a lot. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you more. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's so funny because I never put this pattern together until, you know, hindsight, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so to speak. But and she was like, I'm going to, you know, she started taking business classes to get her MBA. And I think they were it was once a week and uh she just said i'm gonna call you every week after my class and again like her like typical abby she did <laughs> mm,
1: which is not that that's rare i feel like I know. i've been in so many text chains where i'm like i'm gonna call you i promise and we'll yeah. talk and, and yeah I just you know life happens or whatever and i didn't follow through but <laughs> but know. it was
0: it was so sweet i mean for a thousand reasons but it was so sweet because what came of that uh was she would tell me about her business classes like what she was learning I was in kind of a low spot where I was like I'm not doing anything meaningful <sighs> you know yeah. you know it was You're a dark Illinois time, time. Yeah. <laughs> but what came of it was we said you know what let's figure out something we want to do together we should be business partners you know we love doing mm. things together we were helping you know I was helping her with her wedding we were like we're so good at like events and doing stuff but we always said we didn't have a common mission or a You know, we were like, but what would be, you know, do we just want to do weddings? Like, that's silly. You know, and she was like, well, we've got time. Like, as I go through my program, let's talk. She, like, got me this book. I think that her and her dad had similar conversations at some point. She was definitely on track to be an entrepreneur of some kind. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she got me this book, The hundred dollar startup or something and we'd like like book club style like broken down the chapters Mm. you know whatever and all to say again it just came from her saying i want to talk to you more again i miss you i love you yeah but she's so thoughtful about it
1: yeah you know and i think like a common misconception with friendships um or that like they're not as quote-unquote serious as maybe a romantic relationship like things that you're describing that abby did i feel like i would absolutely do in my romantic relationship Mm -hmm. and my part my life partnership with my partner I'd be like hey it seems it feels like we're distant or (laughs) I feel like maybe you know you're you seem to be feeling low like why don't we make sure we go on like weekly dates or something like that but I I it's so important for people to hear that that's not just a romantic relationship thing that's also an authentic you know sisterhood and that's an authentic friendship and Familyship that you have with another human being it doesn't only have to be with your romantic partner or your like husband or wife or whatever it is yeah. I yeah. think I'm really glad you said that and that I, you know I've actually
0: been in friendships or situations where I think people have felt like I'm too intense or like, it's, it's so intimate for a friendship. So I mean, that is talk about challenges. Like that, that is (laughs) another thing where people are like, gosh, like you're really all in, but I have, I have been lucky to find people who would meet me in that spot. And then, and honestly, like Abby, like outstaged me, so to speak, you know, I, yeah, I think I appreciate when people can say, what they want because I just wonder how many people are in friendships you know i I still make new friends um <laughs> next week you'll hear from one of my newer friends yes. and I and I specifically remember being like shy like dating you know but it's like yes. oh my gosh I want to be your friend I want to spend time with you but I still struggle with like how to articulate that and that is something I learned from Abby was like she would just I mean, Do again, it. I'm saying it like it's easy. I bet she thought about it. You know, she was someone who thought about things for a long time. Yeah. She, you know, so I'm sure she thought about it. But the fact that she could act
1: on it, that always stands out to me. And yeah. I don't know if she did in every capacity of her life, but she did it with me. And that means a lot. Yeah. So. And that's enough. One person doing that for you can really make an impact. Yeah. Um, which is another good segue. <laughs> Thank you for helping me with my segues this evening because I'm so nervous doing this for the first time. You're <clears throat> talking about kind of inspiration what Mm -hmm. inspires us Mm -hmm. um we can really find that you know our sources of inspiration all over and better by the letter really started from your passion you and abby's kind of passion for creativity Mm -hmm. um and then you know this is the era of movies tvs netflix books podcasts hey (laughs) um all that media so can you kind of talk about what inspiration or influences that have kind of influenced your perspective on staying intentional with your relationships yeah sorry that's a mouthful it's okay I wrote it you got it (laughs) I'm picking myself you got it (laughs) yeah I do um
0: i mean i love what everyone will come to know i'm obsessed with media i love mm-hmm. i love i love reading i love movies i love tv i love mindy kalick yes i Gilmore love, girls yes like all the classics Two. Two um, of them. <laughs> one of the things i this is like a mantra that i feel like resonated with abby and i but that that also paralleled some of the challenges earlier on um But I remember in the Mindy Project, I think, um, Mindy's character talks about, like, best friends. And I think someone makes a joke, like, oh, my gosh, you have so many best friends, you know, or whatever. Someone takes a dig at that. And I've gotten that feedback, like, you're only supposed to have one best friend. Like, how do you have multiple best friends, whatever? Mm. And she, I mean, I don't know if there are Mindy fans listening right now, but so true to her personality. She's like... A best friend is not a person. A best friend is a tier. And she just talks about like Mm. when you reach a level of connectivity with somebody, Mm. it's a tier. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that nothing has ever felt truer to me. And when I think about, you know, in our early days, I remember Abby would say like, and I know this was something that we talked about a lot that was hard. She knew that I had best friends already. She knew that I had people. And, you know, and when someone's quote unquote newer in your life, They don't assume to then take precedence over someone or, you know, in the age of like we were growing up with like MySpace top eights and like ranking people, you know what I mean? and and maybe we don't have myspace anymore but i think that we still do that ranking sometimes or people expect that in a way
1: well like in real life bridesmaids sometimes people are like oh my gosh like where you stand who are your best people and yada yada it's true yeah
0: yeah yeah. who falls into that category Mm -hmm. and with some you know me being someone who loves people a lot Mm -hmm. yeah it felt validating to hear someone say like it's a tear it's you know whatever Mm -hmm. um and there are a lot of I think I love seeing close relationships I grew up watching Gilmore Girls I know of course like you said I'll talk about a lot more but I love seeing close relationship dynamics um people growing up together people you know Gilmore Girls models some of that navigating long distance friendship type Mm -hmm. of stuff um but I also when going through everything with Abby I remember I didn't see a lot about that piece the 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 stories that exist about people with cancer, a lot of times, are about spouses, and even that mm. I don't think it's even that. I don't even think it's that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that. Like, know, for example, think her of spouse. You know, uh, yeah. well, but one of the books I remember her and her dad recommended to me when I was looking for something to feel like someone related to me in some way. Yeah, was when breath becomes air, and I don't know if you read it. No, it's. I'll lend it to you. It, I mean, it's phenomenal, but it's about a doctor who finds out that he's sick with with terminal cancer Mm. um but he's writing about his own experience but he writes a lot about his relationship with his wife but it's from his vantage point Mm. um and I remember for my birthday one year Abby she had just read Tuesdays with Maury I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was for the first time or not and a classic in a way sure and I had read it when I was younger but of course it took on a whole new meaning yeah again the idea of like knowing that someone is dying yeah. you know and thinking about that so there, there are like a couple of things books you know resonate with me well but I part of the reason why I'm starting this platform and part of why I wrote a lot was like I don't see a lot of stories you know even and I think about songs I have this like playlist that I listen to on Sundays mm-hmm. things that remind me of Abby or whatever but I, I mean if someone listened to it, like some of them are like love songs and <laughs> like,
1: you know but it's like there's not a lot I don't yeah. know well that goes back to my point about like yeah, a lot of what you talk about with your intentionality with relationships, I feel like I've seen mirrored in romantic relationships, yeah. and that should not be the only case. Yeah. Where are the love songs about the best friends? <laughs> and if you know some, let me know. please, Please send them our way.
0: We need to yeah. know. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's part of it. I think I want people to hear all kinds of stories, mm-hmm. you know, and that it is absolutely normal and fine mm-hmm. and encouraged to have like very deep connection with people. Yeah.
1: And then it can be multiple people too, yes, right? It doesn't yes, just have yeah. to be one person. Shout out to Mindy. Yes. <laughs> and do you have anyone outside of Mindy that you feel like <laughs> you, either you and any one of your best friends or specifically you and Abby kind of mimicked that's that would be portrayed in the media? Gosh, that's so funny. I don't know. I think the
0: answer kind of is no. And I think yeah. that's why... I felt a void. I was like, gosh, I want to see,
1: you know. And that's why this podcast exists. Yeah. Yeah. And not
0: to say there aren't great stories about best friends, I guess. So maybe I'm narrowing it a little more to, like, the last couple years. Yeah. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. But no, I don't know. I mean, you
1: guys aren't, like, Broad City, (laughs) Abby and um, Um, Alana. Yeah. And you're not. And I know we'll talk about this the next episode. But you're not, like, Meredith and. Yeah. Christina. 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 Like, I feel like you two don't. Necessarily no, yeah. mirror that, so mm-hmm. I wonder
0: kind of like Leslie Nope and Anne from Parks and Rec. <gasps> wow, just in, and this is what I'll say is like Leslie. I mean, what I love is like mm. you know, National Waffle Day, like any day is like a celebration yes. kind of thing. And like, and yeah, I think people it is funny, like how close they were and how she would be with like, yeah, her and her significant other, like that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, so oh, I mean, that's that, a good one. that type of dynamic, you know, we'll I kind of like thinking. that we're we're not yet yeah so
1: i agree with that yeah
0: but of course in the future i'll probably talk about (laughs) relationships that i do see um yeah so we are wrapping
1: up oh my goodness who thought we'd get here i don't even know where we are in time Um, (laughs) so we're at the last segment which is the letter out loud segment which you all will learn so much about as this series kind of goes on but um this last segment is meant to kind of wrap up with an action, which will be whoever's being interviewed, I believe, will share an actual letter out loud to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, each week can be different; whether it's a message to someone who's been on the podcast, or um, it could just be a relationship that that person has nourished or appreciated or loved, or is working on, um, or even it could be a letter to all of you. Um, it could really be anything. So today, or I guess it's tonight, we can mm-hmm. share with the audience tonight, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kylie will be sharing the first letter out loud. Here we go. Is it written? Yeah. Yeah, here yeah. it is. Okay, I got it. She's pulling out. She's <laughs> um, pulling out her
0: journal, which she got from my house. I know. Ellie gave me this journal. Fitting. Um, so what I'll say, I'm really excited because in the future for the podcast, the hope is that... I'll talk about like I have a PO box. I like want people to write in, and eventually, I would love to hear letters from random people, anyone who feels inspired or moved. Um, But yeah, to set the stage, I think I'll start with my own letter, um, and some of our first guests will come with letters, which is really cool. But get Um, thinking
1: about your own letter, (laughs) right? That you can write.
0: (laughs) And the the premise behind it, the whole like out loud concept, I feel that's really important. Is do we say it enough? Do we tell people enough? Mm. I think about people and why they're important to me a lot. But do I say it? This is going to be an act of practicing telling people. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't write into my sweet P.O. box that I'm so excited about. Which you like, should. Yeah. You can write to someone in your life. So mm. think about mm-hmm. that for many, many, many reasons. My letters to Allie. Uh-oh. <laughs> dear Ellie (laughs) sometimes I feel like I've written these words a hundred times and other times it feels like I never have you are not unlike anyone in the world entirely but you are genuinely a combination of the most loving compassionate fierce and resilient humans I know you are the only person I could have asked to do this with me today and it's the epitome of who you are that you said yes without question or hesitation (laughs) I was never alone when Abby was sick. My support system was unbreakable, but you held space for me in a way that I know was akin to the weight of 10,000 elephants at all times. (laughs) You met me in moments of joy, in painful silence, and in the dark corners of my mind. But more than anything, you cared for Abby, and you care for her people now. Mm. I will never forget the night that Abby died, because of a thousand reasons but deeply because in my moment of feeling completely alone, you ensured that I wouldn't when I was afraid and confused to understand what it meant that Jackie, her sister-in-law called me and not Abby's dad, who I was used to. Mm. You took my word for that strange feeling and immediately came. And we talked about love languages. Mm -hmm. Quality time. (laughs) Those moments aren't lost on me. Step by step in those moments when I thought you and Nick would go home and you told me you already planned to stay the night. There isn't a lot of love like that shared enough in this world. And I do not know how you did it. That's beyond strength. (laughs) And finally, when my phone rang in the confusing hours of the morning, the call I always expected but didn't recognize in the moment. I'll never know how you did that. You got me in the car and you and Nick physically took me there. I remember asking you could it be today as we pulled up to the hospital doors and I remember immediately leaving the hospital and you and Nick were right there the hug that kept me standing your love is unmatched in this world and all I can do is say thank you and I love you so much my life is better because of the many people in my world and that most definitely includes you sister I love you
1: and this is where the podcast ends <laughs> and we go south in a corner together.
0: <gasps> uh, um. So in case anyone did not pick up on it yet, I freaking love Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I chose you very specifically because mm-hmm. of all of that. And I am really grateful that you did this with me tonight.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm... I feel pretty good about it. I think we got some
0: listeners here. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I guess, to yeah, I mean, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Um, and special shout out to my amazing guest interviewer, Ellie. Yeah. If you wanted to come back, tweet at the Let show. us know. <laughs> well, I'm excited to share. For all of you, you've just heard your first episode. Um, I hope you loved it. But mm-hmm. tell us. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear more of. I just want to say thank you again. And uh, I'm really excited to share some of the stories ahead. But very specifically, thank you for being with me on this journey to make space for Abby, who is so central to all that's to come. Mm. So thank you, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. See ya. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us this week. You are officially part of the Better Fam. Remember, the most important thing you can do is let me know what you think and what you want more of. You can also tweet to the show at better underscore out loud. You can rate the show on iTunes and my absolute favorite. Please, please, please <laughs> write to me at P.O. Box two 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 one eight two Chantilly, Virginia 20153. Better Out podcast is also part of my larger creative platform called Better by the Letter. So you can visit betterbytheletter.org and follow along on Instagram at Letter to learn more about what's happening on the daily, including new things with the show. I cannot wait until next time. Thanks so much, everybody. Talk to you soon.